Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Hello there, Bryn. Hi, Stan. I'm excited for our week of discussion around Sales Navigator. How about you? Yes, same here. Absolutely. And um, today we're going to be talking about some things that that may trip people up on Sales Navigator. Officially, it's titled Five, Five Common Sales Navigator Mistakes to Avoid. But since Sales Navigator is not free, you want to make sure that you're getting as much as you can from your use of the platform. So we're going to be talking about some things that may be overlooked in some cases, uh, some that are flat out mistakes. We're going to start with one around mindset Mm -hmm. because everything starts there. So looking forward to it, let's go ahead and jump right in. I guess so. Mistake number one, and you can let me know what you think about this. And and if you've heard this in talking to people about Sales Navigator, because Sales Nav, of course, has a great reputation. People ask all the time, hey, should I make the investment in Sales Navigator? Is there really a significant difference between what I can get from that as opposed to just using LinkedIn? And the answer is absolutely. However, it is also not a silver bullet. Right. And believe it or not, every once in a while, I'll get messages from people who say, well, Sales Navigator is not working for me. And when we dig a little bit deeper, they're expecting to get set up on Sales Navigator. And then all of a sudden, these inbound leads in their mind, they're expecting inbound leads to come in. And that is not the purpose of Sales Navigator. Now, have you ever heard that from anyone, Brenda? Yeah, I mean, they think that Sales Navigator is a set it and forget it kind of tool often, right? That, you know, if I get Sales Navigator, I'm, you know, I'm going to get sales and that's it. But it's a myth. If you build it, they will come. You have to invite them and invite them and invite them and then invite them again. And we do that. It's not, and I don't mean connection request after connection request. I mean, we have to attract them to us. Um, And we'll talk a lot about uh, different ways to do that. But, you know, this is still sales. It's not marketing. It's, it's, you know, LinkedIn sales solutions, not LinkedIn marketing solutions. And sales is an outbound effort rarely is sales a um, hand you some leads without deep marketing behind it. Um, So we do need to set the expectation that while you and I both believe that this is an incredibly powerful sales tool, 
it is not a set it and forget it tool. It is, we've got to work. We've got to work on the, the insights that sales navigator provides for us. Yep. So true. So true. And I like the distinction that you made between sales, which is an outbound effort and marketing, which is designed to, in the best of all worlds, generate qualified leads for sales. Inbound, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that is not what Sales Navigator is. Okay. Absolutely. In fact, there, you cannot post on Sales Navigator content. There, You cannot even, although it'll alert you to some things, you can't, there's a lot that you can't do on Sales Navigator, particularly around marketing efforts. It is solely an outreach and engagement tool for the sake of starting sales conversations. Yes, yes. So we just wanted to make sure that that even though some of you may take it for granted, believe it or not, we do hear some people say, well, okay, I'm set up on Sales Navigator and and I'm, I'm, I haven't seen anything yet. And we say, well, have you started setting up? And the next one we're going to talk about yeah. is personas. Mm -hmm. So another mistake people will make is that they won't take the time to set up the simple four filters that you use to set up personas, which helps send a signal to Sales Navigator's algorithm and it also helps you to greatly simplify your, your process in terms of search, at least at a high level and starting to narrow things down. So Bryn, I honestly, I don't remember, I'm just drawing a blank, what it used to be called before personas. They had you- Sales preferences. Thank you. Yep, formerly you set up sales preferences I'm pretty sure it was the same four filters that the name yes, changed and, and how you use them is more sophisticated now with personas in terms yes. of what you can do. Yeah. But, but take the time to set up personas yes. and you can set up up to five, if I'm remembering correctly. It's yes. Five. Cause I, yes, you taught me that. I thought we were at three and there are five and I tested it and you are a hundred percent right. You can have five, but here, here's the interesting thing about persona. Um, I originally, and I did not love sales preferences. I did not, because what happens is when you're in a normal search and you click the toggle that imports or that, you know, uh, auto fills all of the filters, those four filters in your search, you can't edit them. You can't change them. And there were things that I thought were missing from the sales preferences. And then I realized, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but it's important enough, I think, to talk about it again, that where personas absolutely shine is when you are in a company page, when you are prospecting by company and you turn on the persona. So maybe you're going after a company that has 6,000 employees. A simple click of turn on the persona and it will find you all of the people 
that align with those four filters that you've told it uh, that you want. And then I recognize because of using it in that way, had we had location as part of that persona, that would no longer work inside of the company page because the company could be anywhere in the country and it would just throw off the search. The search, yeah. So as much as I love this and, and you know, it is a mistake not to set up these persona, but I'm going to throw in, it's also a mistake to use them in a regular search. It's like mistake number mm. two with persona. It really does affect the, the way that you can manipulate the data when you're stuck with four filters that you cannot edit when you're using it that way. Right. So, so the two mistakes is not setting up persona and using persona in your normal search. I recommend only using persona or primarily using persona when you are prospecting a specific account. Mm, yep. Super helpful there. Super helpful there. And um, I know we, we keep mentioning four. They are function, seniority, current job title, and geography. Now, you don't have to fill out all four, okay, but they are, there are four that are available. Oh, geography, yes. Industry is not there. Is that the missing one? Is that right? right. right. That's the one that throws you. I said geography, but actually, you're, yeah, because yeah, if you have a territory, you want the geography. That's true. Yeah. It's the industry. If you are an account and you are prospecting that account and you had industry and that account was not in that industry, you'd have zero results. So that's, yeah. that's why industry is not part of persona. That's right. Yep. And then and industry can get confusing because people, you know, if you're an accountant, do you put down something along the lines of, I forget what the industries are for accounts. Right. Like, so, right you, you might that, be, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you put, okay, I'm in finance, but I'm working for a software company. So what, right. what's my industry? Exactly. It's very confusing. So some people pick the wrong industry. Yeah. Yeah. So because they pick it based on their position, not the company's industry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's one. And then the next one is lists. So um, you have the ability to build lists, which are super helpful. Lists of both accounts and leads. And so take advantage of those at a minimum when you're getting started, because when people are starting in Sales Navigator and we give them homework, it's like, oh my, this is going to take me a while because one good practice is to set up a list of your current accounts as yes. well as your prospects. And for some people, they'll set up a list of competitors so that they exclude them automatically from searches. So just be aware that you have the ability to set up lists, which you can then use as part of your search filters. So I guess the mistake to avoid on lists, I'm going to have a couple. Number one, don't have just save a lead without putting them in a list because you can do that. You can save a lead I, and not put them in a category. Exactly. 
right? So the mistake, if just because it's the title of what we're talking about, right? The mistake is you save a lead without adding it to a specific category, like prospect, current client, uh, even competitor. Uh, it's, and I love that, that you can use these searches and these categories. I love what you said is you, if let's say you have a list of all your competitors, when you do a search, you can click the, um, un the not, button. Oh, the exclude, yep. the exclude, the exclude button. option. Yeah. I love yeah. <laughs> the vocabulary is just getting to us today. Yeah. So the, yeah, the exclude button, which I think that's great. And the other thing is when you are, it just came to me, when you're making these lists, you can exclude your current clients. Yeah. Right. You don't exactly. want to prospect accidentally a client you already have. Oh. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So you're only limited by your imagination when it comes to lists, because we just mentioned a few use cases. But as you start to think about it, you can probably come up with multiple use cases that apply just to you that lists are magical for. So keep in mind that you've got the ability to create lists. And as Bryn mentioned, Sales Navigator almost forces you to put leads onto a list when you save them now, just because of uh, once upon a time was a little bit different, but now, um, you can save a lead and it'll still go to all. But as Bryn said, don't leave it in all. Put it in one of the lists that you've already established because lists will make your life so much easier in the long run. If I can add, even if you don't know what list to add them to, create a list that says categorize later. Because you don't want these kind of random leads that are not assigned somewhere. Yeah. That is a huge mistake that I faced that I had to really clean stuff up because I had thousands of uncategorized leads when I first started on Sales Navigator. Um. And I actually had them in tags, which is a long story for another day that has been um, retired. It's probably a story we never need to tell again. Um, so I was a little stuck because they were these, and they were no longer tagged into categories. So I needed to save them into categories. So mm. the best advice is don't save a lead without putting them in some kind of list, even if it's categorized later. Yes, yes, and that categorize later is such a great uh, a great idea because sometimes we're in a hurry and it's like I just I just don't have want to save it, but I don't have time to to put it in there. And those of you who've been on LinkedIn for a while and have big networks, and they get so big that it be can become unwieldy. Well, when you're starting with Sales Navigator, it's almost like a chance to start over again mm -hmm. by making sure that you correctly organize 
your leads and accounts from the very beginning in Sales mm -hmm. Navigator. Because, yeah. yeah, so it gives you a chance to kind of start over again and do things right, so to speak. Love it. Love it. Love it. So next uh, are alerts. Now, we always talk about how useful alerts are. And to kind of flip this, the mistake that a lot of people make is even though alerts appear very prominently on your home page, and if you drill down to uh, your searches and so forth, you can look at alerts as well. It, it's almost like advertising blindness. You get used to seeing something in front of you all the time and you just forget that it's there. Now with ads, well, that can be a good thing <laughs> because it prevents us from going crazy. But with features like alerts on your Sales Navigator homepage, it's not a good thing because Sales Navigator has de designed these alerts to be conversation starting opportunities for you, for lack of a better way of putting it. So the mistake is ignoring your alerts. So what we're saying is please don't. Please make sure you look at them. Yeah. and and. I'm going to add to that a little bit is if you get an alert that you don't want to take action on, figure out if that's the best saved account or person, because the goal of saving your leads and saving your accounts really comes down to the people and the companies you want to engage with. So if you're getting these opportunities to engage and you're like, eh, no, eh, I don't need that. You might want to take a look. Oops, sorry. You might want to take a look. You know, live shows. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's believe me. I um, can relate. Yeah. Uh, so ultimately, clean it up. Just like you talked about cleaning up your saved leads, this is another place to trigger that cleanup. Yeah. 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 And that, that is such great advice. And that's why I'm so glad that these are available on replay because they're little nuggets like that, that a lot of times you hear from Bren and you can go back and re-listen to them and say, oh my goodness, you know, it's, it's, yes, these are opportunities to start a sales conversation. But as she said, if you keep glossing over the same ones, go back and rethink is this really someone that i need to be pursuing why is it that i keep ignoring the same ones so it allows you to kind of dive deeper into your own sales process yeah and then the last thing and and i'm going to throw this out on the if you have a trigger. These are buying triggers or engagement triggers. Let's call them engage, engagement triggers. And you don't know what to do with it. Two suggestions. One, come on. We are here almost every single Monday at 3.30 Eastern. Come in and ask questions here. You're welcome to. Um, and, you know, you may be listening to a podcast months from when we recorded it. Exactly. Chances are we're still going to be here on Mondays at 3.30. Um, but you can also join our free public library at socialsaleslink.com library. And there's a community in there where you ask a question 
Stan, Bob Woods, and I, we are we get alerted on these questions and we can answer them in real time. So if you're like, I got in Sales Navigator, you know, one of my prospects shared this. What do I say? What do I do with it? Take advantage of socialsaleslink.com slash library. Exactly. Yep. And we've got the QR code right there. For those of yeah. you that are watching For those live. of you who are watching. Yes. That I, I have to get used to the world of lives versus podcasts. <laughs> yes. Now, number five, we promise five common yes. mistakes. And the fifth one is, again, it's something that uh, you see on your homepage, you know, every day but probably overlook it. And it's smart links. Mm. Okay, it's right right there at the top of the page. And um, the, I'll put my hand up. I'm, I'm guilty of this, that one as well. You look at it and, and forget to use it. So smart links, powerful tool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we, we won't go back in history because like everything else, it's, it's changed its name, but you'll see it right there on your homepage. Yep. Smart links, tool that allows you to send multiple pieces of content in just one link and track who opens it, how long they spend on it. So Bryn, I know this is one of your favorite tools and there's so many ways to use it that, are not this obvious. is very, very near and dear to my heart is smart links. Now I will start to say, if you have sales navigator core as an individual, yeah. you may not have smart links on your dashboard. If you have any kind of advanced or team, you can have advanced as a one person user. It's significantly more money. We as a team, obviously we're going to do all the bells and whistles because we train all the bells and whistles. Um, but I will say smart links probably has helped me close more business than any other particular tool. Lots of reasons. So I use smart links for my proposals. One of the pieces of business actually that you and I stand, you know, we're, we're here October 30th on November 1st in two days, we are starting a new training class, a sales navigator class with a company that I trained three years ago. And then I got a smart links notification that a person from that company, the buyer from that company was looking at that last proposal from three years ago. So I reached out and we resold them on another training because they have some turnover. And, but he also said to me when I reached out that the month that we taught sales navigator was the highest month of pipeline growth that they'd ever had. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know what? We do need to look at this again. And it's been probably three years. So now, so I would never have known that there was interest had he not gone back to smart links. And I got this pop-up that he was interested in. We started the conversation. So that's number one. Number two, any, if I do any kind of presentation, if, if we do any kind of training, all of our material goes out in a smart link. We can create a QR code if we're doing a presentation in front of folks. Um, if I'm doing a free webinar for like SMM Connect, or I always have 
this is the best way to gather who's looking at your stuff, who, who's interested. So I'm using that all the time in, in that way. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is years from now, when someone looks at it, you get an alert. And immediately, you know, there's an opportunity. One other thing that I wanted to throw out was last year, we were getting ghosted by a company. They had got the proposal. They they were no show for our already scheduled follow-up to review the proposal. And I wasn't going to chase. Hmm. Wasn't I, I wasn't going to chase. So maybe there are times where you should follow up more, but I choose if you don't show up and you don't, I sent him a message. I hope you're okay that you didn't make the meeting. If you want to reschedule, let me know. And I let it go. Well, about two weeks later, other people in the organization, not the one I sent the smart look link to was looking at the proposal. So I reached out and apparently my buyer quit. I didn't know. No one told me. No one's saving, but I'm seeing all these people from the other organization looking at my smart link. So I was able to close the business. So I know I could go on and on and on. And you did pass the baton and say, Bryn, this is one of your favorites. But smart links, I think, is a, a miss, an underutilized tool and a missed opportunity. Yes, and those examples are so great because it it's the alert feature that most people never talk about. We talk about, oh, you can send out multiple pieces of content, one link, and and so you don't have to worry about files that are too large. And all of that is true. And great. It, yeah, it's true. It's It's very, very helpful. But you mentioned... It was those alerts that let you know that someone was looking at it when they probably would not have contacted you. Now, they may have in 2024 or who knows, but people tend to forget things. They may look at this proposal and say, looks great. I need to email Bryn. Then someone walks into their office. Six weeks later, they may or may not remember it again. But this way you can take the initiative to follow up because you got the notification. So thank you, Bren. That that was a perfect example of the power of smart links. And it's just one of many. Yeah. One of many yeah. examples. Well, Stan, so, this was another fun episode. Yes. Thank you again. This is awesome. And uh, look forward to uh to the next time. Okay, awesome. everyone, have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and social selling.